What's up? It's Troy Ounce from the Alley Cat Drunks, letting you know we got a new album out now on Rain Dragon Records. Go check it out. Also, I have a question for the beer drinkers out there. If you had to choose one style of beer for the rest of your life, what would it be? A pale ale, a stout, or a lager? Anyways, keep it locked. You're listening to Punks and Pubs Podcast. Here's a track off our new record. Welcome to this 50th episode of Punks in Pubs. Woo! 50. 50 fucking episodes. You think I'll be better at this by now. You'd be wrong. Anyway, uh, last week I said that I would be announcing something to celebrate the mi- this milestone, this mighty milestone of 50 episodes. Well, I've been told that I can't, <laughs> um, uh, but fuck it. I'm going to let the secret out now. Uh, I'm going to tell you, please don't tell anyone. Please don't put this on social media. So what I want to do is invite you guys to come join me for a beer at the Signature Brew Tap Room in Haggerston, East London on the 20th of February, because Me and Ian Winwood, the author of Smash, a book about the 90s explosion. Uh, And also he's been a a journalist for Kerrang, Guardian, I think Rolling Stone as well. Uh, We'll be sitting down and having a beer and a chat. Uh, So come along, come watch us talk. Uh, It's like watching a TV, but you can touch us. 
please don't touch us, but you could touch us if you wanted to. Not only that, the London Irish Punk Act, the Lagan, will be coming along and playing a few songs for us as we drunkenly dance to their beautiful, beautiful music. Come along, it's going to be completely free, no charge. It could be the night that you meet the fucking love of your life. You could get laid. You could also end up in the street puking your guts out. you got to roll the dice, you know. You never know what's going to happen. So come out on a school night on a Thursday night, 20th of February. It will be a blast. Come along, support the podcast and have a giggle. You will see some of this stuff on social media soon. But until then, mum's the word. Right, let's talk about episode 50. <laughs> Episode 50 sees me back in Slovenia at Punk Rock Holiday, down by the lake with a beer in hand, talking to the very, very hungover Graham and Sean of the Scottish Punk Rock Act Goodbye Blue Monday. Right off the bat, this is a very, very rambly chat uh, with no real structure to the interview. As I said, the guys were really hungover. I was into my fifth beer of the day. And for that reason, I wanted to make this interview episode 50, the milestone episode Because this is still a DIY punk podcast. It's not meant to be fucking clean cut and slick. The day that punks in pubs is that, is the day that I will throw my mics into the lake, just like Graham and Sean nearly did in our chat. So, what did three drunken twats talk about by a beautiful lake in Slovenia? Well, you will hear about how a chat about Satanism managed to get these guys booked onto their real first punk gig. Graham talks about how he has a fear about putting out full-length album sean retells a story of how the punk rock community came to his aid when he was at his lowest ebb we of course talk about the band and how they discovered punk rock we also talk about self-harm and suicide but we talk about it in a fun way Uh, (laughs) jokes aside uh, i do have to say that graham and sean are very open and honest about their mental health and how they deal with it if you think this chat could trigger something for you, probably best to give this episode a skip and reach out to the ones that you love. If you're a little short on loved ones at the moment, then please reach out to the Samaritans and seek help. People do care. You're not alone. Please be loved. Uh, before we start, quick shout out to Sarah Williams at Shout Louder Zine, who hooked me up with these guides. Make sure you go check out her podcast, uh, Shout Louder. Also go to their website. Link for that will be in this episode's bio. Also go pick up a copy of uh, Shout Louder's new book, Paper Cuts. It's an 80 plus page paperback zine with contributions from 30 plus authors and photographers, where they come together to talk about the community spirit of the DIY music community. Right, let's crack on with this episode. I'll be back for a quick natter, but until then, enjoy episode 50 of Punks and Pubs with me in Slovenia with Graham and Sean of Goodbye Blue Monday. Enjoy. Oh, hi guys. Hi guys. Today we've got a special treat for you. We're going to talk about bipolar, bipolar, type 2 disorder. Alrighty, let's go. If you stare at a blank wall long enough, you'll start to see patterns where they don't run. Little flecks of paint or smears of dirt, little stains of what you become.
funktioner på. Pum 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 pum. That took so much energy. We'll start this then. Uh, so we are at Punk Rock Holiday, and in front of us are a load of inflatables, and uh, there's also people swimming around. So you might hear some audio of that in the background. In front of me is Graham and Sean. How you doing, guys? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. I'm good as well. I love the way you talked there, Sean, and didn't realize that everyone's on the mic, and just yeah, thought, "Fuck it, it's fine. I'll, I'll just <laughs> the mic will pick it up. It'll pick it up." <laughs> and also, Graham is jabbing it into your mouth like it's a knife. <laughs> Yeah, I just realised I don't have my. Um, I feel cool. I'm going to put my earphones on because then I can actually. Yeah, sure. Hear what you're saying, like you Sean. Sit down beside me. Yeah, so that's what yeah, I'm going to do. Yeah, definitely. Stop. I may sit in the, the beach ground sand. So cool. sit down. Beach ground sand. I don't want to knock over your drink, Graham. We thought it was a uh, June bug, but it's a melon ball. Oh, disgusting! Thank it's you, not good. You got it. Thank you. It's cool. not going down well at all. <laughs> it looks funky, but it tastes like shit, and. Uh, <laughs> But everyone seems to love melon ball. It seems to be like the drink of the festival. Yeah. I, I think that people just say they like them. Back home, like, I never drink Maduri when I'm home. Yeah. So like, why would I drink it here? Yeah, exactly right. It's just it's, people seem to lose their inhibition when they go on holiday or go to a festival and think they'll try new things. And they'll never admit it's shit. Uh, I, I think they just think it, it's green, so they think it must be fun. <laughs> so I've travelled... I know you guys flew in by Ryanair, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you had to use someone else's equipment? Yeah, so we, like... Our friend Peter picked us up from Holland in Eindhoven and he drove us all the way here. But then we've still not figured out exactly how... We, we got a pain in the arse way back, like, it's going to be so shit. <laughs> so where, where, are you guys, where are you guys going back to, then? How, you, how are you we're, we're getting a lift from our friend Dennis, who can't get into the festival, so he's sitting over there. <laughs> like, so we need to go swim and say hello to him. And he's given us a lift to some train station. And we're getting a train to Venice and then... Uh, fly to London and then overnight megabus back to Glasgow and then straight to work. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. That, it's that not, is uh, it's not fun. No. I mean, that, we, we, so we travelled, we did a car as well because we thought, fuck it, like we want to see some of the, the country. And I didn't realise how fucking boring France, Belgium, Luxembourg oh, and parts of Germany sucks. is. You drive through like the UK and at least like when you hit Derby, you got the Derby Dales, or you hit Manchester, you got like the Pennines. Like, at least we've got shit to see. Here, it's just yeah. thousands of miles of just shit. Yeah. It's boring, man. So boring to drive through, like. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I, I fell asleep in the van, and I woke up in Austria, like, and uh, <laughs> looked around, and I was like, oh, oh, there's just mountains everywhere. I was like, oh, cool. And then, of course, you cross the border in Slovenia, and you're like, wow, Slovenia's even nicer. It's crazy, isn't it? It's how, how stunning this place is. It really yeah. is. I know it's audio, but you guys can't obviously see this <laughs> but um, if you look at like basically around us is like a blue lake and then it's just mountains it's just it literally is one of the most stunning places it, it would be I've so seen. nice were it not for all these idiot punks who are just <laughs> everywhere <laughs> I have realised I do hate crust punks like yeah, they are God. the worst <laughs> and I want to like have all unity for all punks but the crust punks can go fuck uh, off last man. night when we were walking to bed at like 6 in the morning some guy just comes up to me and I'm fucking so tired I want to go to bed he just goes Slayer and I'm like no <laughs> sleep so um, last night um, Sean and I uh, we went to the after party uh, oh, yeah. at the beach stage and we were just drunk and dancing and went in the water and stuff it was fun um, but the uh, we are camping um, the bit we're at is down a hill 
Yep. And because it was so uh, thunderstorms last night, yes. uh, the whole hill was just a mudslide. And so we, of course, started playing and frolicking in the mud and, like, did a big massive, like, front slide all the way down. And Well, not really all the way down. It was like like a belly flop <laughs> under the ground. And, um, yeah, so we're like, right, covered in mud. So we're like, right, we'll go. This again, 6 a.m. Okay, we're going to go for a shower. So we... We, we asked the, this old Slovenian security guard where the showers were. And he went, shut up, please. <laughs> we're like, oh, are you? <laughs> so uh, we, we went, uh, we found the showers and I deliberately pissed my pants for a laugh. And then we had a shower and then slid back down the hill and then uh, woke up, I guess, a few hours ago, extremely hungover and covered in mud. <laughs> so no, that's that's the punk rock holiday experience. That, that's, they should put that on the poster. You should piss your pants, have shit on your face, and uh, wake up in the morning and do repeat. Horrible. It was my favorite. It was my favorite thing I've ever seen him do. Just like caked in mud, and you had the most stupid clothes on too. You had this like hello girls sparkly hat, just covered in mud, just pissing himself, giggling <laughs> away. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason that you guys are here is because you just you literally really you opened up Punk Rock Holiday because the official first day you you guys played the beach stage at 12 o'clock and we were saying earlier on that there were so many people there to watch you yeah. to, uh, and I don't know how many of them might have known of you before and may have seen you but like I, I think there was about 3,000 there yeah. give or take a couple um, <laughs> no, uh, they asked us to close, but we thought we'd leave it to propaganda. They're probably better, you know. They, those guys, you know, give give, give the old yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> give the old men their due. Now, um, so yeah, what, what, so do you know how it works with punk quality for beach stage bands? I'm guessing. I, I think it's people who apply, right? So well, what happens is um, you put a CD in. So a friend gave them our CD, and uh, but the way it works for beach stage bands is. Uh, they give you tickets to sell oh, like okay. it's a pay to play yeah so um, basically they gave us 40 tickets and we're like right however many you sell determines when you're on yeah on uh, on the stage so we're like okay of course we didn't really plug the tickets because right. I don't like selling tickets I, I, I think things. pay for play is bullshit exactly. yes. okay, I was trying yeah, to be yeah, nice yeah, no. okay. but, uh, but basically some people bought tickets from us but they, they were from Europe yeah. So what happens is because our country's a fucking asshole and is doing a Brexit, <laughs> is they pay me in euros and, and and PayPal, and then I had to get it converted back to euros. So every ticket we sold was a net loss of like twenty pounds. <laughs> I was like, please don't buy any fucking tickets. <laughs> paid for this festival in, a, in the minus. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, stupid. But yeah. So um. But yeah. So that's why we were on first. But yeah. it was nice, like to. Again, like I couldn't care less um, what time we were on. Like yeah. it was just, it's so nice to be here and like have. And, and the fact that people actually came out to watch us was very unexpected, and it was very nice. So it didn't mind at all. I must admit, so cards on the table. I've never watched you guys before. Like the only reason that what a uh, dick. I know. <laughs> oh, fucking prick! <laughs> Do you even fucking come and watch us for your Mike's drop. I'm gonna throw throw your mic in there. Sand in your bum. So Sarah from um, Shout Louder. Shout Louder. She she turned me on to you guys, and because um, I was talking to her about people who I she thinks I should go and catch out, uh, go catch and interview. So she sent me your music, and I listened to it, and I instantly just fucking loved it because oh, 
one of my favourite bands. I know you guys probably get a lot. It's off with their off heads. Their heads. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, if it's a gateway band into your band, yeah, fuck it, man. Who, who cares? We're actually playing with Off Their Heads in Glasgow. Are you? Yeah, which is again one, of course, one of the favourite bands, and you know them singing about mental health stuff. Like, yeah, I listened to them a long time before I got diagnosed with any mental illness, and I remember just going like, oh, 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 okay, I understand this, and that's probably not good. But, um, but yeah, a lot of these questions are going to be me trying to just get to know you guys and understand you. And what I kind of enjoy about that is that listeners will obviously come along with us and get to know the bands and also get to know you guys uh, yeah. yourself. So you, you're from Scotland, yeah. Glasgow, both Glasgow or Edinburgh. Uh, I, I just say Glasgow, and he's from. I'm from Dundee. Dundee. Dundee, make that a take records, baby. I went and I've been to Dundee once because I was doing a documentary about comic books. And you've got like in not you, but yeah. Dundee itself has a. Uh, I think it's the only university in the UK whereabouts they have a uh, a master's in um, comic book I comic know books. That. Yeah, that's cool. Because Bino yeah, is yeah, from Dundee. Is yeah, Dundee. we got a statue of Desperate Dan as well. In the, Eating cowpies. Yeah, as well. it's good. That's what he's famous for. Yeah, until now. Bickerine Fest as well. <laughs> have, you, have you heard of Bickerine Fest? No, what's that? It's a, it's a three day festival in um, what's it, when's it the last weekend of November uh, yeah first weekend of uh, December really. oh it's brilliant it's gone for like ten years and it's just like three days of punk oh really so is it local music like no it's like people from all over like come play now like, it's, oh nice it's been going, it's been going for quite a while yeah who was headlining last year I can't remember um, Roughneck Riot. Rough Riot playing ah it's a good mix as well it's like screamo and yeah. it's not just like skate punk or anything it's just like it's good big mix of stuff like it's cool so this is my typical Englishness thinking grew up in Scotland how rough was that that's <laughs> <laughs> alright I like to pretend it was uh, really tough when I'm abroad to seem like a tough guy yeah, yeah. But I, I grew up in a little village it was really nice <laughs> just a nice yeah. upbringing but when you go like back to the pub in, in my, t- my town Tapor the guy's like if you go in there's an old man and be like where are you from I'm like I'm from Tapor like no you're not <laughs> what, what's your name? Who's your parents? Who's your parents? What you live on? Yeah, it's funny. And what about you, Graham? How, how was Glasgow growing up? Well, uh, so it's a place called Airdrie, just outside Glasgow. Um, Airdrie is just a small town. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, I was lucky enough to to have certain privilege, I guess. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was fine. Um, you know, going to school, Nothing. school, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's there's literally nothing sort of bad to say I guess like you know we started drinking at 13, 14 and that's, that's the that national age limit in, in, in Scotland that's yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, the, fir- the first time I, I don't know why I wanted this but the first time I, I got set out to get drunk uh, I had like a pint of gin vodka whiskey and just necked it and I thought that was what you did to get drunk yeah. and that's what you do to puke a lot mm, and I, I puked a lot so, like, with, with music and, and creativity, is that something that's always been quite deep-rooted in both of you, or is it something that you've kind of grown into and discovered that actually, this is what I like, I like being expressive? I'll, I'll let Sean take us first. All right, well, uh, yeah, I just played a band since I was, like, 11, 11 okay, years yeah. old, like, just, like, Chili Peppers covers and all that shit. Yeah, it's pretty much all I've done. Hmm. <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't know what to do anything else. So when you first picked up the guitar, was it something that was given to you, or was it something you went out and got yourself? I'm I guessing think, at age 11. I can't remember. I think I, I asked my... Because I was like into Green Day and stuff. I know I wanted to play yeah, Green Day songs. Yeah. 
uh, Nirvana and all that shit. I think I think I asked my dad for a guitar, hmm. but then I, I, there was some creepy man that like I went for one guitar lesson when I was really young, and like there was like this really creepy guy that smoked loads of fags and wouldn't let me play the guitar, but I just got to watch him play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty good. Right. Uh, something weird about watching an old man pluck at a guitar for an eleven-year-old. I think he died. <laughs> <laughs> Did you send for help or? No, not not the one I was there. Like he's dead now. But like, <laughs> let's give a shout out to him. What was his name? I can't remember. Smoky man, Smoky guitar man. Played loads of blues and stuff, and I was like, this is cool. What about you, Graham? So I yeah, I've always um really enjoyed music, and I think the first thing I learned how to play was keyboard. Uh, oh really? Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I went to keyboard lessons. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then um, why not piano lessons? I play sax and clarinet as well. And, Sorry, Graham, um, why not piano lessons? Why keyboard lessons? Well, I started out as keyboard because <laughs> I mean this would have been in the the early nineties, so keyboards would play all the rage, you yeah. know. Uh, and then piano lessons after that. So I, I was quite lucky that you know how when you can like hear a chord and you know what chord it is and shit. Mm. So like I was, I was quite lucky that I could you know do stuff like that. And then I got a guitar rack when I was thirteen, I think, and an Oasis songbook with tabs. And I have not learned anything <laughs> since. All I know is no Gallagher solos and nothing else. You learned the solos. I learned oh, some solos. Married with children. But um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, and I, I just didn't really uh, try to move on from that. And obviously, um, I loved punk music. I guess at fourteen, really, is Offspring. Of course, was the mm. first gateway band. And then Green Day and Blank and blah, blah, blah. We all know the story. But, um, yeah, so then, of course, when you start realising that these songs are even easier to play and you don't need to be any good at guitar at all, it's like, this is fantastic. And literally, like, so Sean can proper play guitar. Like, yeah. he's really good. He shreds. And he shred. And I, I'm so shit. Like, we, we played in um, Erpmeer. It was like a festival thing. So I started drinking at, like, 11 a.m., and I was so drunk, I forgot how to palm mute. And palm mute is the most basic of things. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, it was ridiculous.
Sorry. <laughs> so just so just so you guys know, they were both sat on the floor and I'm now coming on the bench. Uh, where else? <laughs> it's, it's not good. It's not good. So, <laughs> yeah, also, we're on a beach. Well, I say a beach. It's like padded in well, the, sandy soil. The, the worst thing is, so I, I had flip-flops, which were great. And I wore flip-flops the whole day yesterday and, and the day before, no problem. Uh, and I, I was down the front um, stage diving and everything for yep. Descendants and flip-flops. And then uh, it was totally fine. Actually, I've got a good wee story about that. So I did a stage dive, and while I was crowd surfing over the top, some guy went, oh, good set yesterday, uh, good set today, that, good man, and all that. I was like, thank you, as I was fucking going over. But yeah, so, and then um, after the Descendants, uh, I went in the river and lost my flip-flops. Like, the, I saw them just float away down the river. I was like, well, I hope some bird makes a nest out of it. They've gone. What a bad time. <laughs> so how did, so you spoke about, like, the Osprey, Green Day, Blink, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, how did you find that music then? Was it radio, was it MTV, or was it people had, uh... giving you... Like my friend's big brother, like they, um, they're like six, seven years older than us. So just from all from him and stuff, you know. And there's these guys in like in the sixth year at high school. They would sit at the back of the bus and listen to like fucking no effects and shit. Mm. And then when we started what to start bad, they were like, yeah, fucking. They they like helped us out and let's practice in their practice room and stuff yeah. like that. So they showed us all all the bands really. What about you? I heard of the punk rock. Uh, I'm pretty sure Offspring were just in the fucking charts or something. Yeah. Um, pretty fly for a white guy. They were pretty yeah, fly yeah, for yeah. white guys. Yeah. And uh, I think, like, yeah, actually, that's exactly what it was. And I brought, um, this is so lame, I bought um, Pretty Fly for a White Guy on single, on CD. But the B side was All I Want live. Yeah. And All I Want is an absolute banger. And uh, and that was it. I was like, oh, that's way better than this other silly <laughs> song. And then um, it's just like a natural thing that happens. You end up, like, following other bands in that same kind of genre and um, like yeah exactly this one goes out to Green Day but um, I used to have like uh, do do you remember Audio Galaxy no go on so (laughs) (laughs) he's either belching or puking I don't know what's about to happen he was wanting to throw up earlier on he was too shy to do it in front of all the punks so they'd go I burped and gagged is what happened there yeah so um, Audio Galaxy was like a uh, like Napster kind of thing. Oh yeah, but it would it, you would download like the song that you were looking for, but it would like have like other people like this kind of thing. Yeah. So that's like, and it would always be like Badger Legend featuring No Effects, featuring Lagwagon, featuring No Use for a Name, like, and it was some random song that some shitty punk band had put up. But, um, but yeah, but through that you you, you find a lot. I remember that finding No Effects and stuff like that through that, and that was the real kind of gateway into you know like skate punk and all this kind of stuff. And it was much much more like okay, this is another. This is better. So from listening to that music, how long was it until you was going to your first punk shows? Uh, my first punk show... I, 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 is it punk show? Uh, it was Blink-182 in the Barlands, which is a 1,000-capacity venue yeah. at, uh, at the end of the state tour. No, I was 15. Yeah, man. That, see, people rag on Blink, and I can under, I can understand why, but of course. like they are a gateway. Like, yeah. Frank was telling about it last night actually, because he like he kind of hit the nail on his head. Like everyone likes Black Flag, or well, they say they like Black Flag, but Black Flag was never their first band. No, it is the Green yeah. Days, it is the Blinks, yeah. it is the Nirvanas. Green Day are amazing. Like, I love Green Day so much. It's official, though. It's what? Official. It's official. It's a- Sean Arnold likes Green Day. Endorsement. Endorsement. Green Day. 
Yeah, no, Green Day are great. They need it as well. They're, they're, they're struggling right now. <laughs> I've seen Green Day nine times. That's amazing. So I first saw them on the warning tour. That was a great tour. See, how much did you pay for that ticket, though? Cause I, oh, it was like £20. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I and then now it's like 70 quid or yeah, something Yeah, I, I won't pay you for any more than £30 pounds now to go and watch a band because it's just fucking ridiculous now. Yeah. It's no, I, I, I went down to the Milton Keynes for the Bullet in a Bible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the bus down for that. That was cool. How much was that then? Too much. I think it was like 30 quid. Still it wasn't that bad. Too much. Too much. That ain't no punk rock prices. <laughs> Hold on, can, can I give you this? I've got to go get a lighter. Have you fair, Graham has been trying to light that lighter, that cigarette, for about the past <laughs> 10 minutes. We've got bum bags. I don't know why we can't have a lighter in our bum bag, but that's how it goes, isn't it? So, so what about you then, Sean? So, like, you, so was it your first punk show? What was your first punk show? I'm trying to remember. Because like, um, Dundee had a really good like scene, so I always go to local shows and I'd see... What's well, a band? Who the fuck was it? Though, are they first? still? Are they still around? Or are they closed I'm now? Sorry? The, the, the venues are they all closed? Or they uh, still no, a lot of them have closed from back when I was like back in the day when I started going to gigs. Yeah. But like, uh, there's one venue luckily that still does shows, and it's like um, run by the local like record label. Make that a take. And they, yeah. They do all. But so I, they're the guys the who play your EP, right? I'm sorry. They're, they're the guys who play your EPs. I, yeah, yeah. 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 I had a good. I think I went to see Rise Against and um, Alexis on Fire. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we all had like safety pins or if we were going to get in the pit we wouldn't lose our shit <laughs> smart so cool when was that progression then was it listen to an album go to a gig start a band or was it in a different different way like were you playing different kind of music before you discovered punk and then went oh yeah punk is the way we're going to go well you used to be in a reggae band did you? That's <laughs> <laughs> like you looked at me there like. Oh, I, the <laughs> I can't remember your shit reggae band's oh, name, so don't worry. That <laughs> is online, and and please, like, I didn't want anyone to hear it. Uh, it was on MySpace, so hopefully it's gone now. But yeah, it was. Um, I used to play. I I, I fucking love like like Trojan Records, Roots Reggae. Like I've always loved it. And um, we started a reggae band that was nothing like Trojan Roots Reggae. It was so so shit. When Goodbye Blue Monday started, didn't it sound like Mumford and Sons or something? <laughs> when Goodbye Blue Monday started, it was like, so I, I also like, like a bit of bluegrass and stuff like that. But um, So we actually started, like I played mandolin and Jack played acoustic guitar and uh, uh, my friend Chalmers, he played a banjo and my friend Martin played fiddle. And that's how Goodbye Blue Monday started. We're going to be a really measurable bluegrass band. And then we started playing and realised we had no talent. And I was like, okay, we should probably do something... Let's just play some folk punk at starters, isn't it? And we'll, we'll just do punk because you can't even play folk punk because it's too fast. So how, how long was that progression then from going bluegrass folk punk to punk? Was it like a month, a week? I wrote the first kind of Goodbye Blue Monday stuff on like with just myself, like with a mandolin and, and claps. It was like that for about, uh, I think a year or something of like folk punk and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we only really found our quote sound thing <laughs> sound a couple of years ago really two yeah. and a half years ago maybe it really kind of with that sickness of shame thing EP like that was the first time I'd ever written songs like probably in that key like okay I'm not doing well I'm going to write about it and mm. that was the first time I'd ever really really done that and um, yeah and, that, and that's that's kind of how it started and I was like no okay I'm going to this is cathartic to a degree um, there's nothing more cathartic than telling the world how much you hate yourself <laughs> and um, so yeah and just kind of went from there I guess
much. Oh, look at that. That's nice. On the audio as well. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> we, we told that guy to come up and do that. <laughs> so you say it's been about two and a half years as a collective as a band. Or has it been two and a half years since you decided to start the band? I, I did the whole Good Bible Monday name thing uh, like because I was just going to do acoustic songs and mm. I didn't really know what I was doing. And then as this formal band it was two and a half years ago really yeah. and, and like before that we played like shows that were you know pay to play or like play to your mates kind of thing yeah. and, and um, like we really struggled to, to find a, a, a scene scene you know that would um, that would have us and it's quite funny like because the punk scene is the DIY punk scene is super inclusive. Everyone's so nice, apart from like three people who I don't like. <laughs> Say their names. But, um, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, it, it, it's super nice. Um, but see if you're not part of that punk scene like, in a band. Yeah, it's difficult because like, no, how is anyone going to hear your music? And and um, so yeah, so what actually happened was uh, Deeker from uh, Make That a Tape Records. If you're listening, hi Deeker, I love you. I got chatting with Dika I can't remember how this came about but we started talking about like very similar um, views philosophical views or existential nihilism and Satanism and stuff so I mean Dika kind of talks a little bit and then he was like do you want to play Conroy's Basement in Dundee and we were like yeah I'd love to like that was our first ever time we got offered to play at an actual punk hmm. show like the DIY scene we'd we'd never been part of it so um that was super exciting so, so we're going to do that and then I recorded the Sickness of Shame demos that was written very fervently and quickly uh, and had very bad time and um, yeah I sent Deeker the, the demos for them I was like uh, hey mate like I, I'm not looking for anything like you know how people are like oh here do you, do you sign my band or like or put us on like I, I hate that I hate it and I hate that people think I do that because it freaks me out and I'm like no that's not me but um so I sent him that stuff and, and I was like just just looking for a bit of feedback with the songwriting like it's a bit different like is this the right direction do you think and he's like I'll listen to it and a bit he got back to me and he, he emailed he's like mate this is fucking great and I was like oh shit Like, because I, I didn't know if it was any good mm. and he's like what are you doing with this and I was like oh we're just gonna put it, put it on Spotify or something he's like oh, I'll put that out on Make That I Take Records and I was like oh so I'll do a deeper I'm gonna put that out on Make That I Take Records <laughs> and I'm like fuck and he's like he's very clear he's like I never put bands out in the label that I don't know personally or that I, uh, uh, you haven't seen them live or part of the scene and, and he's like he he laughs at me for it because I, I made such a big deal of it. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like, but yeah, made it, made it, finally landed. But no, but like, for, for the reason why it was so big was because that was our first gateway entry into the DIY punk scene that, that like we could actually like pe- people could hear us play who like that kind of music mm. and you're not sandwiched between the fucking Arctic Monkeys and Metallica style bands and a pay to play. Um, so that was huge. And then. Uh, yeah, we, we played uh, with Terror Fraid and, wait for it, Delinquents and Heavy Heart, Heavy Heart from France. France. Really good band. Uh, they're great. And uh, yeah, that was our first show. It was good to have fun memories. So making that step then from going from um, playing your local scene to going out, touring and doing that sort of stuff, how, how was that for you? Was it, was it quite simple? Did you find it okay getting in the van? Was it something that you've always been like, this is, this is what I've always wanted to do? Or was it like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, yeah, so Sean is the... the you look great. T- 
<laughs> you are a legend, man. There's a man with You're a like Brett Hitman heart. Pup Gore here. You guys need another shand? Yeah, I've got one. Oh, thanks, Ray. You're a fucking legend. You're a hero. What a guy. <laughs> I'm lost. What were we what talking about? Here? Talking about going out on the road for the first time and oh, uh, yeah. experiencing that. So Sean is a dab hand at this. He, he's you've toured since you were like, yeah, I've been going on tour since I was like seventeen or something. Mm. And uh, when I saw you about the Monday, because that's before I was in the band, and I was just like, these guys are fucking great. I want to go on tour with them because we, we only kind of met each other once or twice before I asked yeah. he, like if he's like you want know, to do a tour. And uh, it was dead easy to do, wasn't it? It was great fun. <laughs> oh, what's going on? I'm just making sure my... It's right there. No, no, I was checking my bags. I, I didn't know where my bag was. Is that a fight? Yeah, is that a fight? Is that a fight going on? I'm <laughs> um, sorry, go on. Uh, oh, yeah, we have a good time on tour, don't we? Yeah. Uh, it's dead easy. We all get along so well, so it's fun. But I, See, you say it's dead easy. I do not... I think there's a lot of people who start on a band, go on tour and realise I fucking hate going on tour <laughs> because it is... It's really... You're in each of us' pockets. You really do have to kind of have that ability to be able to speak to each other and speak your mind and oh, yeah. talk your own shit out. And it is hard. Well, apart from my um, insecurities, like where I think everyone hates me, um, I I have never had a problem on tour with mm. like people. And I guess that's the thing: you tour with other bands, you meet so many people, and everyone's so nice, and they they try really hard to make you feel like you belong. Yeah. And that that that. So the first time, exactly. I guess why wouldn't you want to do it, right? But uh, the first time we went out uh, with Goodbye Blue Monday was a, a wee weekender and. England. <laughs> it was uh, such disdain when you yeah, said that. No, no, I forgot what it was called. <laughs> uh, it was uh, we went to went to uh, Warrington, old townhouse, gone yeah. but not forgotten. And then Manchester, uh, who the folk is Alice Promotions. Uh, she put on a. She was her first thing she'd ever promoted, and she did a two-day folk punk festival, <laughs> which was nuts. Uh, and then we played uh, Sunderland on the way back. So we went out with uh, Deeker, uh, Tragical History Tour, um, because he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll show you the ropes, boys. And like he sort of like helped a bit, and, and like, just sort of like etiquette, because I'm stupid and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it, it was great. And then, um, you know, I, I get sad on the in the van a lot of times I just kind of tune out and just get in my own head and it's more stuff like you know you know that weird detachment where you just kind of enjoy things you kind of appreciate things so like for example on the way here we were halfway through Germany and I remember just going oh this is shit I mean a van for fucking six hours my knees hurt my back hurts because I'm old and I, and I stopped myself. I was like, "What are you like? So, like some friends from new friends from Sweden have picked you up in a van in the Netherlands, driven you across Germany, Austria, Slovenia, a wee bit early, and you're com- fucking complaining." And it's like, and that snapped me out of it. I was like, you know, how ungrateful and self entitled is that? Like, you, you need to try. I need to try really hard to just appreciate things and enjoy them as they come, rather than just sort of be like cowered and away from them. But. Mm but that's me people listening to this and you're very open about it, your own mental health and, and how you deal with that yourself and me have problems <laughs> like, on stage yesterday when I, talked, when, when I watched you you was talking about each song and how it's referenced your own mental health and you gave out a warning prior just saying if anyone has any <laughs> triggers this, this is going on um, so the only reason I asked this question is because I've read an interview about you said that you're a little bit fearful about putting out a full length because the toll it would take on your own mental health and also the rejection if someone doesn't like it. 
Yeah. Is that legitimately why you're worried about putting out a full length? Because you've I done am, a couple of EPs now. You can back me up here, Sean. I am so scared. Like, genuinely scared. Like, so I still, to this day, think it's so funny that people like our band or even know our band. It's like, uh, because I still think, like, like that everything, um, all right, everything we do is shit, and I can't get that out of my head. But yeah, so the idea of doing a full length, because um, EPs are good because they're quite short and snappy and to the point, and I would quite happily just put EPs out forevermore. Mm. I have no, I don't know if the full length is even relevant after a while because it takes so long to do, and the songs have lost their spark. That's what Forever yeah. Unclean said. Um, but yeah, but everyone's like, oh, you need to do a full length, you need to do a full length, and I've. I have so many songs for this fucking thing and I keep writing new ones because I think that the, the songs aren't good enough so I'm like no no we'll record it after I've done this other one because this one's going to be better and it keeps happening so the last one I've been working on is it's currently sitting about seven minutes long and it's like a I don't want to say Jesus is a Barbie, like Jeff Rosenstock kind of thing, where it's just like one massive song with like recurring themes and parts and yeah. things like that. So I thought, well, no one's done that for, so I'm going to do that. And I, so it's, it's um, so I had a a manic episode at, earlier this year, it wasn't good. It was probably like the the craziest I've been for a while, and uh, it culminated in a. a you know, tried to kill myself. I woke up in the hospital on oxygen, and I was like, "Uh oh, sucked. It didn't work." But here we are. So I thought, right, how? What's the best way to to describe all the different things that went on in my head during that manic episode? Is to do a big fuck off massive song with all these mental different parts going everywhere and like, like because it was it was horrible. Yeah. And I was like, right, so that's the way I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna do it in some sort of weird melt uh, medley, medley, medley. medley. Uh, so so anyway, so that that's what I'm that that I think I've got that song to finish, and then I want to write that song, self self indulgent narcissistic cunt, and uh, and then I, I think we can record after I've written them. Yeah, I think is that the name it. of the title, by the way? Is that the album? That is the, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like, how you kind of said about writing and how you find it quite cathartic. When you go through like a, a, an episode like that, is it cathartic or is it just bringing back everything? And it's like you need to shield yourself away from that. Uh, well, there's part. So the big thing that goes on in my head uh, during when I'm writing and stuff like that, especially when I'm in a bad place, is it feels like I'm almost like a, I think it's from Pojak saying like fetishizing misery. Mm. So it's like almost like so I write the best lyrics for sure when I'm in a terrible place because I'm feeling those feelings and I'm, I'm going through those thoughts. But you, you need to be in a dark place. You can't just like be like walking around on a sunny day, going like I hate myself. Like it needs to be dark because mm. that's that's what it is. It is cathartic in a way, but it, at the same time, like it's quite bad. Like I, I I think cut myself every song a lot um, because it's 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 all about like my fucking hatred for myself and stuff like that. So there's no way of getting about it. Like I don't have any other coping strategies. So. It's like, you know, just fucking, like, it goes all in my head and I get freaked out and I cut myself and then write songs and I'm like, fuck you, I hate you, in my head. And then it comes out as, like, poetry.
about you, Sean? Because obviously you are part of what is going on with Graham because you are banned. So like a band is like a marriage. Yeah, so yeah. for yourself, when you're seeing Graham in a state where about... I don't know if you if you can see it coming and then you can kind of jump on that and try and support Graham. I don't give a shit about this guy. I'm just in this band for the money, mate. <laughs> you can do his little sad songs all you want. So I'm just gonna rock the guitar. <laughs> but no, but we live together now, which is pretty fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that's nice. So we're gonna be doing a lot of recording on stuff. Mm. We've been obsessed with this guy called Gary Biscuits for a while. Oh my god! I've heard so, of, why do I hear, why do I know of Gary? Because we Biscuits. never shut the fuck up about him. Yeah, <laughs> like, for, yeah. For, they talk about Gary Biscuits. Oh, for like he's he's incredible. Like he's like he is this a guy I know um, back home, and he every year him and his friends go camping in a place called Killen in Scotland, mm-hmm. and every year he writes a new song, and it's it's like a fifteen track album, and every song sounds exactly the same. About it's all about camping and drinking beer, and I showed Graham it, and he became obsessed to it. So we've decided we're going to cover the whole album, and um, we're, we're going to we're touring in Russia next month. Wow! And um, we're, uh, we're, we we asked that we can do a Gary Biscuits cover set, uh, like assuming that no, nobody will know who he is <laughs> at all, apart from us. I, I don't know if it is that you avoided that question because you don't want to talk about it, but what? legitimately, like, how do you deal with someone who does have mental health? I don't want to say issues, because I think that's the wrong word. <laughs> but, like, just for yourself, like, because I think it's important because people, friends who have other friends yeah, yeah. might see triggers and they, then, then, then they know how to support them. Because when I... I've, 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 I, have, I don't have um, bipolar yep. uh, like Graham, but I've had periods where it's been severely depressed. I've never gone to the period where I wanted to take my life, but I once got asked, did I want to? And I just burst out crying because I think deep rooted yeah. it was there somewhere. Well, I, I had an, a, a little episode a couple of months back as well, like where uh, I was I was trying to kill myself, and then I had to call. I, I, but I posted up on Facebook hmm. instead of like directing to anybody I know. To say it, I'm feeling really like close to want to die. Yeah, I decided to tell everybody I've ever met on the <laughs> internet. Yeah, <laughs> so then no, like fucking, I'm worried. The Sean Bartold fund. Oh, that's so sweet. I saw so, like that happened because I've I've been like I had a couple. Bad months where, like, I, was, I moved from Dundee to Glasgow, but yep. I was at the job, I had nowhere to stay, so I was kind of living out of my car and on like people's sofas and shit. So it was just too much. And then, um, uh, my friends uh, have this group called this, the Punk Rock Women's Group okay, on yep. Facebook, and then they, they saw that had happened to me and they knew I wanted to come to Brack Rock, uh, but I couldn't afford it, so they, they, they made a secret fund to pay for. To, to give me money to come over which is the sweetest thing so nice, anyone's yeah. ever done for me well, so what, what was that organisation called? Uh, it's, it's just a Facebook group it's just a Facebook, it's like Facebook group Facebook, uh, punk rock women Facebook or something so it's just like loads of our friends from like the, 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 the skate punk scene in, yeah. in Europe like uh, and they all chipped in to pay for you to go to a little festival it's, it's like the sweetest sweet, thing man. ever it's the sweetest thing I yeah. Uh, can I just point out that when I tried to kill myself, no one gave me any fucking money or fucking donated to anything nor have I seen a penny of Sean's little fucking fun <laughs> <laughs> you owe me a cocktail, bitch. <laughs> oh, you try and kill yourself all the time. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. Go bust. <laughs> I know um, you say that like with. You're like you're never really in like. I could never see when you're in like a, a bad mood. We're, we were quite good together with that. Eh? Like it's like just like if you're on tour with somebody, you spend all the time. You kind of have to learn to let them have their space. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's easy to do. It's just like about respect. You know? Yeah. Giving people the time. So how do you guys see the band moving forward then? Like making that next step? I, I'm going to suck your dicks a little bit now. Like the music that I heard was, was like phenomenal. I, I really enjoyed it. And, it, oh, and it, like, I only listened to the, the, each EP a couple of times. And then once I listened to it a couple of times, I instantly knew 
like, I fucking love this band. Oh, it's oh, really good. Yeah. It'd be great to see like bands like yourself who have this great sound and have a voice and and it's important as well for people to talk about mental health quite openly because the music that you are playing is helping other people who don't have that platform to be able to speak out to a crowd so how do you make that next step then because i'm guessing you both have regular jobs that yeah. you have to go back to so how do you keep that balance as well of band and work and life and surviving well nothing? i guess like we need to be uh, picky i guess with like tours and shows and stuff like we if it were, if obviously if we were up to up to us, like we would play all the time. Mm. I'm sure we hate each other, we wouldn't. But um, but like yeah, um, but obviously like we we all work and um, so we've just got to kind of choose. Like so, we're off to Russia next month because um, I was like you know a guy Artem from the band Right Gang. We toured with them and then he's like we put a festival in St Petersburg. You guys need to come play. We're like yeah, sure, and then like forgot about it. And then he's like, do you want to do it? We're like yeah. Um, but it means like so we're also meant to play Badlands Festival in Lincoln but again like it's like two days before Russia so we're like ah shit we can't do that like so you, you just kind of need to choose uh, which which ones to do um, I don't know like I want to tour a lot more but it's hard to do it it's really hard we just be like Dillinger 4 and never tour yeah <laughs> then when we do everyone will be like wow I don't no. fucking know it's like it's because you have to just use your holidays for work and stuff like yeah. like I just started a new job me, me and Gabby the, the best player we work together so we what's the bar called? Trygate Bar that sounds like a craft brewery it's a craft brewery come talk to Gabby he'll go this one's hoppy this one's not <laughs> Gabby like our bass player he talks about beer like no tomorrow and he's just like this little pickled alkabrain and he doesn't he's vegetarian but he doesn't eat any vegetables that, at all. he's that guy so what does he eat? Sorry. Like chips, grey food, carbs. <laughs> like, he's like grey. Yeah, but he he's always like, um, "I man, like you gotta try this wee beer. It's like got fucking hops and fucking yeast, yeast from South Slovenia and all that shit." And you're just like, "What are you fucking talking about? Like this is beer." <laughs> just open up a calling. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he does like a titty. To be fair, though, like, he likes like a titty. Regular yeah. titty. Well, I'm gonna leave it there because it'd be great just to kind of leave on a positive note and, and talk about like moving forward so people who are listening how can they find out your music where can they go to I listen to everything on Spotify uh, but that's you like your zero 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 point uh, one pence zero, zero yeah. point one. But, that, but that's the thing right so I I don't buy shit on Bandcamp like like music digitally because I listen to it on Spotify and the Bandcamp app sucks mm. so I just listen on Spotify and then if like I'll, I'll order vinyl or um, t-shirts or when a band plays I'll pay to see them and then buy vinyl then um, because that's the best way to support the scene right but yep gotta support the kids but um, yeah so again same with us like don't don't do anything silly like buy digital it doesn't make any sense Um, you're just wasting your money I I think you stream stuff and then just if 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 bands play then go go and go see them yep Graham Sean, pleasure man, thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me.
thank you to Graham and Sean for their time. You heard the boys. Go support the band and go and catch them live and buy their merch. Links to Goodbye Blue Monday's social pages are in the episode of this bio. Go check them out. Go buy their stuff. Thank you to Troy Outs and the Alley Cat Drunks for sponsoring this podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard at the beginning of the podcast, again, the link to that band is in the bio of this podcast. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Punks in Pubs for free, please email punksinpubs at gmail.com to get more info on how to do that. Not done this in a while. Please go rate and review. It really does help. Tell your mates about the podcast. Word of mouth is still king. And if you're going to a punk show and you see someone fall down, you pick them right back up again. That's it for episode 50. I'll talk to you soon enough. Bye-bye. Oh,